Hi, friends. My name is Michael Bowman, and welcome to the Christchurch Podcast. Welcome back. Welcome back. You may have noticed uh, that we have been gone for a little bit, (laughs) or at least we haven't been posting podcasts for a little bit of time. And uh, because of this, I'd like to recap a couple of things for us so we can, I guess, all be on the same page together. This past fall as a church, many of you already know this, we have pursued the presence of God pursuit was kind of our theme. We, we were pursuing the presence of God together. This is, of course, something we do as individuals, families, couples, small groups, whatever. This is something that we do, of course, as a normal part of our daily life. But as Christ Church here in Birmingham, we have sought to do this, uh, this pursuing of God's presence in a number of ways as a congregation, as a church, as a community. Uh, whether it be through our small groups, our spiritual renewal conference, our prayer summits, uh, prayer summit, and, or I guess I should say, or our Acts 242 gatherings. There's been a number of ways in which we have pursued the presence of God together as Christ Church. Now, you also throw in our Sunday morning worship gatherings, um, and even this podcast as well has been unto that end of pursuing the presence of God together. So, of course, if you've been listening along to this podcast, over the course of the the fall. First, well, let me say thank you. Thank you for doing just that. We are really grateful for you, really grateful for your time, really grateful that you would choose to click play on this podcast. And we also hope that this has been something that's maybe even uh, been, been beneficial for you or helpful to you in some way. Um, So thank you again. Also, if you've been listening along, then you know, of course, that we have spent the entire fall talking about the presence of God. Um, So today's episode will really be of the same subject matter, but it's going to be a little bit different. Really, you've just been listening to me talk. Um, But from time to time here on the podcast, we change things up. And I will have the honor of inviting a guest to join me for a conversation. So that's what's going to be happening with this episode and even the episode following. This will be a two-part conversation, two two episodes, one conversation, that is. I will be joined by Dr. Steve Siemens. Dr. Siemens has written a number of books, some of which are sitting on the shelf right next to me in my office, and I'm looking at them. They're wonderful. You should read them. Quick plug, find them at a local bookstore or just get them off Amazon, however you want to do it. Just just buy some of Dr. Seaman's books. It'll be worth your time. He's also a professor at Asbury Theological Seminary, which is, if that sounds familiar to you, this is where um, our senior pastor, Paul, where Mary Lytle, my wife, Sarah, and even I, myself, all received training for ministry and got our degrees from Asbury Theological Seminary. This is where Dr. Seaman's still teaches even today. And uh, he also speaks and leads retreats, most often centering around um, healing and spiritual renewal. I, I should say this, was never fortunate enough to take a class with Dr. Siemens. However, Sarah did. 
And Dr. Siemens would often let me come with her to class and sit in if I was ever able to do so. Um, you'll get a sense of how pastoral, how genuine, and how kind Dr. Siemens is throughout this conversation, I'm sure. So briefly, um, just to let you know what we talk about, we talk about God's presence together. I could get into kind of the minutia and the details of what exactly we we talk about and give you a play-by-play, but you don't need me to do that for you, and frankly, you need me to stop talking. But I do want to say on the front end that this is, of course, as I've already said, the first of two episodes. Our conversation went on for a little while. For that, I'm really grateful. Um, but also because of that, we chose to split up our conversation into two episodes. So it's just kind of more suitable for this podcast. Uh, you'll also notice what might feel like, maybe, maybe to you, it did to me. It might feel like an abrupt kind of ending to this first episode, but just bear with me and hold on because more is coming, okay? All right, finally, just let me stop talking. Here is my conversation with Dr. Steve Siemens. I have a few questions. Not, okay. much, stru- not much structure, but just kind mm-hmm. of dialogue with you about this. Um, and I know we didn't talk about questions beforehand, so I understand some of this is just hitting yeah. you right now. Right, right. Um, but this is what I'd like to start with. What... What do we mean when we talk about the presence of God? Like if someone were to ask you, okay. what okay. do we mean by that? All right. Okay. What would you say? Um, well, uh, I would make a distinction between, you might just say, three uh, aspects or three uh, experiences of, of God's presence. I would Obviously, there's God's omnipresence, which is one mm. of God's uh, relational attributes, along with omnipotence and omniscience, omnipresence, God's always everywhere present. We, we know that. And so we can always say God is, is, is present wherever we are. Then there's um, God's cultivated presence. And when uh, these are, are what I would consider what Wesley had in mind when he talked about the means of grace, Yes, you know, it's almost like God has told us, if you want to seek my presence, um, here, go here. You know, it's kind of like if you were to say to me, I'm really thirsty, can you tell me where I can get a drink of water? Yeah. Um, I might say, well, you know, there's a water fountain down the hall there. Yeah. Um, go down there. And okay. So the means of grace, you know, and um, for in the Wesleyan tradition, other, other traditions might talk about spiritual practices or spiritual disciplines. We, we use this language, the means of grace to talk about things like uh, prayer, which is the most fundamental of all, you know, and searching the scriptures, uh, God's word, and um, Christian conferencing, which is uh, a strange term, but, but you know, Jesus said, where two or three am I, are gathered in my name, there am I in the midst of them. So Jesus sort of promised that where we come together in community, and for Westlands, this is you know, primarily about classes, but particularly about bands, small yeah. groups where people come together. Um, and we we understand that Jesus meets us there. So that is actually a, a means of his presence. Um, then there's uh, coming to the Lord's table. 
And finally, fasting. Those are the sort of five, you know, uh, means of grace, essential kinds of means of or practices. So then there's the cultivated presence. And then finally, um, there's the manifest presence of God. Hmm. And when we talk about the manifest presence of God, we're, we're, we're thinking about primarily what tends to happen in awakening and revivals, but which, you know, actually happens in other settings. You know, folks come away from a worship service sometimes, and it's like they say, wow, the presence of God was really there. And mm-hmm. obviously, they don't mean omnipresence or cultivated presence, but God's manifest presence. Uh, in, in the Old Testament, the word glory, kavod, kavod is, is actually, the word there means heavy. It, you know, it carries that idea of it's like the presence is, is heavy. We, you, it's, it's, it's palpable. Mm-hmm. It's manifest in the sense that it becomes kind of available to our five senses. Yeah. You know, and we're aware. We, we have an awareness of God's presence. But particularly, and I think that might, that manifest presence thing might go on a continuum, what we might experience in in certain you know, worship settings and uh, and sure. and other times, even when we're alone, it's like wow, the Lord just kind of showed up and met me, uh, uh-huh. you know. And but then uh, in awakening and revival, uh, that happens to a group of people, and it and it's 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 intense. It's so uh, you know palpable. You know, I think of. Uh, back in the 19th century, um, you know, folks talk about getting off an ocean liner, you know, that they'd come across, you know, from England to the United States and getting off the, uh, you know, walking the plank or walking down off the ocean liner and literally beginning to repent and and um, fall under, you know, we say, we, we talk about they fell under the presence of God. Mm. And that presence can be so intense that our bodies really can't handle it, mm-hmm. you know. And so there mm-hmm. are manifestations then of uh, of th- that might occur. People shake or fall out, or mm-hmm. you know, there, various things like that happen, um, or laugh or cry, you know. But it's just so. When I think of the presence of God, um, Michael, I think of all three of those, and it's yeah. important, I think, sometimes to sort that out. So you know kind of what you're really talking about. Right, right, right. There's a Long couple answer. directions we could yeah. go. No, no, that's that's really yeah. helpful. That's really helpful. There's a couple directions. I actually, my mind's going three different ways because of those three different distinctions. But um, you talking about that reminds me of your book, The Unseen Real, right? It uh-huh. didn't come out that long ago. Um, right. And you have a chapter where you're essentially talking about the presence of God. And you mentioned... God's omnipresence, you mentioned the means of grace, but you also, and as a part of this manifest presence um, that you're discussing now, or this distinction you're discussing now, um, you talk about seeking God's presence and finding it in other people, specifically the poor. Um, yes. Can you speak yeah. to that a little bit? That idea of, I think you even, I think you talk about it, finding God's presence in unlikely places. Yes. Yeah, the, yeah. I, I talk about the. I mentioned the means of grace. We talked about God's cultivated presence. Those are sort of the likely paid places because, in a sense, you know, Jesus has 
actually commanded us to seek him in those places. Right, right, right. You right. know, and so those are likely. But then the two, I, I think I mentioned a couple of unlikely places. Uh, yeah, yeah you have like a is, short list. You know, one was uh, uh, Brother Lawrence, the mm. great sort of, uh, who wrote the famous book, The Practice of the Presence of God, mm. who said, you know, you you can find the Lord in ordin- in the ordinary, in the mundane. And he's famous for the statement, which is quite a quite a statement for a Roman Catholic to make that he he was kind of a short order cook. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> in, 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 in the monastery, or he was a kind of a, a lay friar, you know. I don't think he was right. actually a monk monk. But he said, I can find God in the noise and clatter of my kitchen. I can be in God's presence um, as if I were at the table of the blessed sacrament. Yes. You know, so he, so he, but, and so I think that one of the challenges for all of us in our, uh, in our walk with, with the Lord is to begin to open up and to think about God's presence in the mundane, everything from brushing my teeth mm-hmm. um, in the morning to changing a diaper, to, mm-hmm. you know, just whatever, you know, and things oftentimes that we don't associate with God's presence mm-hmm. can be means of experiencing God's presence, but that's unlikely. And then the other one is where Jesus says in Matthew 25, um, you saw me when I was naked, you know, in prison, sick, uh, that famous passage, when did you, when did we see you, Lord? And you right. did it under the least of these, you did it unto me. And I think I quoted uh, maybe Mother Teresa there, mm-hmm. who talks about finding. She found the the Jesus in the face of a leper, yes. dying on the streets. You know, and so uh, yeah, I'm actually I'm glad you mentioned that, Michael, because that um, that there's another you know dimension of God's presence. You know, that oftentimes folks they they almost think, well, I want to avoid the ordinary, right. Right, and yet we we spend most of our lives in the ordinary. Yes, exactly. <laughs> you know, exactly. <laughs> you know? <laughs> so uh, you know the the cultivated presence, the means of grace. That you know, but in terms of where our lives are lived. So if we if we don't begin to seek God and 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 just make ourselves aware, mm-hmm. you know, uh, and it's not that you're going to necessarily when you're, uh, you know, like. In a few minutes, I've got to go to a dentist today and get my teeth cleaned. And maybe I'm sitting in the dentist's office or, you know, I'm back in the chair and getting my teeth. That, you know, that's an opportunity actually just to, for me to acknowledge God's presence there. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't mean I'm going to have this great, you know, revelation or encounter. Mm-hmm. But, but by faith, I just affirm God's presence here. Yeah. And, you know. And uh, more and more, all of life then becomes an opportunity. And then, of course, the poor uh, and in the faces of the poor and the broken and the those in prison, those things that Jesus talked about, Matthew, there's another place where we find God's presence. Hmm. And actually, I think we kind of meet God's presence in a special way there, hmm. because I think that... Uh, Jesus says, blessed are the poor, and blessed are the poor in spirit. And, uh, you know, the liberation theologians used to talk about 
God's preferential option for the poor. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That God is, God seems to be drawn. Well, I think, you know, I think that God is drawn to those that hurt and God is drawn to the lowly mm-hmm. because, uh, you know, humility and lowliness is the way God is, which is the antithesis of pride, yeah. you know, uh, which is, you know, and so he's drawn. And so to be among the poor, actually, I mean, John Wesley said, we need the poor. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. because without in in the sense that if we're not going to the poor we're missing out on something a, a dimension of god's presence that we won't experience in other ways you know anyway yeah and, and looking at it you know looking at it from that angle it makes you wonder about jesus's statement of you know the poor will always be with you well why does he say that why uh-huh. are the poor you know because i'm thinking like if i'm if i'm trying to you know <laughs> serve the poor uh, eventually you want everyone to uh, equity and equality you want both right. like you want you want right. them to come out of that and jesus says no nah, i mean they will always be with you but you won't always have me and i wonder let's just look at it from this angle like it kind of makes sense it's like well this is where we can meet with god here and this is honestly like you said this is i mean if you want to know what god looks like right look at jesus well if you want to know what god's love looks like look at the cross this is the right. downward way Down- Yes, you know, and, and, um, and when we think about where God is moving in the world today, uh, in a sense, our affluence mm. as 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 Westerners and and, mm. and as Americans, uh, our riches because we're rich, you know, right. with, you know, in comparison to the rest of the world, uh, makes us to makes us not to have to be dependent on God. Yeah, and. That's why in other parts of the world, they're seeing, you might just say, the presence of God, because he's drawn mm. to humility and dependency on him, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I, uh, I kind of think about even the title of that book, you know, to bring it up, The Unseen Real. Uh-huh. It, 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 you know, it's kind of implying here there is a, there's something we're not seeing. Our eyes aren't open to yet. There's a reality that's right in front of us, you know? Right. Um, and it, it makes me think about, you know, you're saying meeting God in the mundane or the normal or the ordinary, you know, Tish Harrison Warren's book is a great one. Liturgy of the ordinary yes. walks yes. you through an, an average day. Yet here's right. the liturgy playing out, you know, right. This Making your bed. And, uh, yeah. yeah. Brushing your teeth. And yeah. Well, and then even like, you know, mentioning the table, these are ordinary things, bread and cup. Like this is, yeah. and Jesus yeah. chooses, Maybe the best expression of the gospel, right? Like right there in right. bread and wine. And right. we have this. It makes me wonder, and I would love to hear this is kind of about presence, but I'd just love to hear like a little tidbit of your thoughts on this. Is there, I know we use language like supernatural and natural, but it makes me wonder is everything not supernatural? Like, I don't even like using that term because it's all, you know, it's all sacred you know it's all holy it's all at least at the beginning god created it as all good you know um any thoughts there (laughs) yeah i move on uh, to my next one i would say i would say that as we grow in our walk with the lord and in our understanding of things uh scripturally that less and less that distinction 
you know, you might just say it gets thinner. The curtain between natural yes. and supernatural gets thinner and thinner, mm-hmm. you know, um, and uh, mm-hmm. it's really not that helpful a distinction, mm-hmm. you know. Yes, this is and, what I've been thinking, yeah. You know, part of the reason why I think we, we we're so locked into that is because we're we we're the heirs of the European Enlightenment, right? Where you know the sacred and the secular, the you know they 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 basically wanted to deny the sacred or the or the supernatural as we call it now, and everything becomes. Uh, secular you know Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. but actually the whole earth is full of his glory right (laughs) right you know and uh and so whether whether it's what we would call a a miracle Mm. uh, as as such you know so which we usually mean something what we would categorize as supernatural Mm -hmm. uh it's it's really all Mm -hmm. the presence of god just manifesting in different ways. And one's not more, you might say, one's not more holy mm. or spiritual mm. than the other. Yeah, what's that, John, is it 14, where Jesus is saying, you know, um, for those who believe in me, you'll continue doing what I've been doing, but even greater things than these. And it seems to me, first of all, to carry on doing what Jesus was doing, healing the sick, you know, blind people can now see, deaf people can now hear, lame can walk. He's feeding thousands, you know, all these miraculous things. And he's saying, well, you're going to carry on doing those things and even greater things than these you will do. But it's, I mean, and maybe this is just my reading of it, but it seems as if this is the most natural thing in the world for him. This is just normal. He's right. going around healing folks just like it's common practice, <laughs> you know, um, which implies to me that, like you said, it's all like it's all filled with the glory of God. It's all this is actually mm-hmm. pretty natural. And we've made maybe we've just made the distinction. So yeah, that's episode 1. <laughs> How good was that? <laughs> um I can't speak highly of this guy enough. Uh Dr. Siemens again. It it was a a real pleasure to get to sit with him and and just share some time together to talk, to catch up, to um, even talk about something so wonderful that is the presence of God. So I'm grateful for his time. Um, sorry for the way we had to end this episode, but and I'm kind of leaving you on a hanger here. Next week, I don't know if it's better, but it might be. <laughs> the second half of this conversation, you know, it, it keeps going, I guess is what I'm saying. So stay tuned in. Thank you for listening to episode one of our conversation with Dr. Siemens about the presence of God. And tune in next week as we release the second episode, or really the second part of my conversation with Dr. Siemens about the presence of God. All right, we'll catch you then. Grace and peace.